0: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning,
1: Betsy. Good morning, Dan. You're wearing your RepcoLite Home Improvement Show emblazoned jersey. We have those? No, we don't. I just said that. It was radio. It would have flown if you hadn't questioned it we should have those though shouldn't we yeah yeah i want i want i want like a hockey that? jersey look L- swag is, yes. that,
2: is that called
1: swag yes i want swag
2: yeah home improvement show swag yeah mugs
1: tattoos
2: tattoos oh, lick
1: and stick i can't do real tattoos <laughs> one time i got uh the kids brought home a lick and stick tattoo from the police Because the police came to the school.
2: Did it just have a bunch of numbers?
1: (laughs) It said they were junior deputies.
2: Oh, It was a little
1: badge. And I licked and sticked that right on my shoulder.
2: I thought you were going to tell me you stuck it right on your chest like a police badge. No, no, on my shoulder.
1: On my shoulder. The point is that I was being funny for the children. Uh Uh-huh. The reality, or, or the the outcome, uh-huh. the way God works when I'm involved, uh-huh. is I then proceeded to slice my finger really badly, like four hours later, and I had to go to the emergency room, completely forgetting <laughs> about my junior de- deputy <laughs> tattoo, and I needed a tetanus shot. Uh- and so they said, you're going to have to roll up your shoulders. So I did. I rolled up my sleeve. And, and they laughed at yes, you. Yes, the doctor looked at me and says, oh, so you're a junior deputy now. <laughs> I said. Yes, I am. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm a lick and stick tattoo kind of a guy. Wow. Yeah. I don't even I don't know wanna, what to say about that. Yeah, I have commitment issues. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Anyway, I don't know how we got there. Are you there. committed to this show? I should be committed. Right? <laughs> I don't
2: like That's that. That's
1: just the old ba dum bum
2: uh-huh. I mean, like, are you committed to the things we're going to talk about today?
1: I, for the most part, yeah.
2: Because it's kind of... The last segment is kind of exciting because we're gonna take. I know,
1: I'm all exciting. No, it's it's a... gonna be interesting.
2: Yes. Well, it could be exciting because some people don't know the differences between all the different finishes for wood. You know, we know shellac and lacquer and polyurethane, things like that. But when it comes to all of the other
1: oils, things but even like that, I would I would I don't I'm not disagreeing with you, but I would say that a lot of us, we know of the names.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Of
1: shellac right. and lacquer and polyurethane mm-hmm. and what we're going to talk about tongue oil. Yes. But we don't know where to use them. We don't know the benefits, right. the downsides. And some of them are very popular. Tongue oil is one that gets talked about a lot on woodworking forums. Mm -hmm. But is it the best finish for what you're doing? Right. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to kind of dissect it, Mm -hmm. talk about what it is, and let you decide if it's right for whatever project you're working on. So that will be fun.
2: It will be fun. And West End Appliance is going to be here. Those guys are always a blast. Those when guys. Love having them here. They're going to talk about dryer maintenance and some things that we can do so that we don't have to call them out unless there's a really huge issue. But a lot right. of these things will help keep some of those really big issues at bay.
1: It's practical and it's going to be funny.
2: Yes. Absolutely. And that's very important
1: to me. Mm-hmm. Both of those things. Right. Now, though, mm-hmm. let's go straight to the furniture refinishing thing that we want to talk about. Yes. Because it's spring, or at yeah. least will be. It will feel like spring. It, yes. It is spring, but the eventually sun is out, but... it will feel like spring. Right. So when that happens, one of the things that my mom always used to do mm-hmm. springtime comes, boom, she's outside, you know, working in the garage or working on the driveway the, with refinishing furniture yes it was mom's thing she'd Mm -hmm. go scope out find garage sales find flea markets you name it right and buy all kinds of old furniture Mm -hmm. and then take it home and work on it right and completely transform it into all kinds of really really cool fun things yeah it's a great project and it is. this time of year is a great time to do it cuz the garage sales are starting. Yep. All of that's starting up right now and you can work outside. That's
2: the huge benefit. Refinishing looking.
1: furniture inside is possible but it's not as much fun.
2: Well, and it's also and not always trouble. a great idea because especially if you're using a chemical stripper like right. we did.
1: And we interrupt this broadcast of the Repolite Home Improvement Show with a news flash from the Repolite Home Improvement Show. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We've got Wow, news. well done. Yes, uh, something came across our Drinking desk news. literally seconds ago. The EPA has banned the sale of paint strippers that have methylene chloride in them, which is really all of those heavy-duty chemical strippers that we so love to use because and, they do such a
1: great job. Yeah, everything that we were going to talk about and had ready to go. Yes. Because we re record the show. Uh-huh. That's not a secret. Nope. And we had it all ready to go. Ready to send off into radio glory. Yep. And this news came across our desk, and we realized we have to completely change like the first part a of the show. Hole in our balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy was not pleased no. with the news.
2: <laughs> well, of course not, because first we, of all, they work so well. Right. Second of all, because we have to redo this. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we had a segment all prepared where we we were going to talk about a chair that we refinished. Yep. And figuring heavily into the refinishing process were some chemical strippers that right. we used. And yes, they're not fun to work with. No. They stink and all mm-hmm. of that. Yep. But apparently the government got involved and they explained that they are removing them from sale for retail customers.
2: Yes. So Those, right now
1: they're still commercially available. For
2: now, but they say now. buckle up because that may yeah, not be in the Yeah, we don't know what's going to
1: happen. But the reason is apparently the, the fumes can cause mm-hmm. dizziness. Which we knew. Incapacitation, mm-hmm. loss of consciousness, coma, and then potentially death. Now, all of those things are undesirable yes. to varying degrees. Yes. Right? So mm-hmm. that's where we're going. We're going to yeah. lose these strippers right. that we really like to work with.
2: Right. Right.
1: When we're going to replace them with something really awesome and amazing, right?
2: <laughs> well, now they have, well, they've had for a little while now some earth-friendly, green, biodegradable, you name it, um, citrus strippers and things like that. So they're not chemical
1: strippers. Right. They're safer, more environmentally friendly, right. but yeah. our experience is that they don't work nearly as well, or they take much longer to work, is really what it boils down
2: yeah, to. Yeah, I have used a couple of them, and you're like eight hours before they actually start doing anything it's not like the chemical strippers where within five minutes you see the paint peeling off it takes a whole lot longer and the trick is you have to keep them wet you can't let them dry out because then they're not doing anything
1: so there are tricks you put plastic Mm -hmm. on top of them and to try to keep that wet keep things moving yep some of of them
2: are really really thick like paste so you go through way more of it but well, it keeps it wet when you do that it's it's almost like drywall mud or right
1: something. well I, right away I, i'm thinking that's the case because just in looking at what what options are mm-hmm. out there now yeah we find one that comes in a five gallon bucket <laughs> and yes. when it comes in a five gallon bucket that means uh-huh. it must take a lot you're to get going, where you're through going. More. yeah so at Repcolite, mm-hmm. we right now as of this moment don't have a, an environmentally friendly stripper no. just because we have never found one that we really liked. Right. We never found one that we had great customer feedback about. Right. Every single time we tried one I remember we had one years back mm-hmm. and the complaint was exactly what you said. It took 9 to 10 hours right. and all it did was get away, you know, the first layer off right. of what the customer was working on. So these other ones worked so much better, we went with them. Mm-hmm. Well, things are going to change. So yes. we've got a number of them coming to us. Yeah. Betsy and I, amongst others here, are going to test them, put them through the paces and mm-hmm. try to find the best alternative. Because when you look online and you start researching these, you know, the, the companies themselves make huge claims about how right. amazing they are. But the people who actually use them. It's mixed. Yeah. Now, some of the reviews that I'm reading, just in getting ready for this, are saying things like, hey, it's a five-star product when you use it the right way. Right. So I'm suspecting that you're going to have to give it the time. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to cover it with plastic. Right. Anyway, we're going to figure all of that out for you and get it to you. Right. Because this is a big deal.
2: hmm
1: Because refinishing furniture is such a great project.
2: It is a great project.
1: And good news, there are other ways to get finishes off of uh, yes, pieces of are. furniture, and yep. let's talk about those briefly before we got to wrap this one up.
2: Well, real quickly, obviously you can sand. That's kind of the old standby everybody knows about sanding. Uh, you can always take a um, utility knife blade and hold it like forty-five degree angle and scrape it across the surface. If you have something like a table with some yeah, flat something surfaces, a large
1: flat area. Yep, that that works, works really well on certain finishes. On certain, certain finishes. older finishes. Yep. It flies. Yeah. It's way faster Flakes than anything right else. right
2: off. You're good to go. They're also... Um, Hyde makes a really cool... I forget Hyde what they call it. Hyde is in
1: Jekyll and.
2: Yes. H-Y-D-E. They make... I, do they call it a contour scraper or something yes. like that? It has different heads that go on it. And they're different shapes so that you can get into small little areas right. and weird, strange shapes. areas. It is
1: really cool. We've got them. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. That's another yeah. great tool if you're stripping furniture. Right. So... I guess we will sadly bid farewell to a product that I have used for as a very of May long 28th. Time. Yeah, Bye-bye. May 28th. No more Put chemical it in the strippers. Books. And that's not just us, that's everywhere. Yep. So we're going to have to find some alternatives. We will right. keep you apprised. We will. Wow, that's anything. a big
2: word, English major.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I used it in the right way, but hey, well. it's a big word. You tried. Now, when we come back, we're going to be in the studio with the guys from West End Appliance talking about dryer
0: maintenance. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy,
1: mm-hmm. we have talked about dryers and maintaining dryers and cleaning out lint
2: from yes. the dryer. I think we talked to the fire marshal about some
1: Well, he just said it was hazards. really dangerous yes. and that we needed to do that. Yes. And I think one time we talked about how to do it a little yes, bit.
2: Yes, that was a long time ago.
1: But right now, we're in the studio with experts.
2: <laughs> Thank goodness. Right?
1: <laughs> we're in the studio with Scott and Joe from West End Appliance. Scott. Hello. Joe. Hello. Thanks for being here. You guys have been here before. You decided to come back. We appreciate that. Thanks for having us. Yeah, We... We, we didn't scare them off the <laughs> first time. No, we well, they kind of scared us a little bit. No, they were a lot of fun. I, I thought this yeah. was really one of my favorite interviews because I don't really know what Scott's going to say half the time. <laughs> right? Right now I mean, he's just staring at me. Right. Like, I'm yeah. just going to like keep it. That's basically uh, our entire relationship too. I don't it's know. kind
2: of like you. I never know what you're going to say. So no,
1: no I, I remember we talked about last time just about somehow we got on. Just pulling junk out of the drain or junk out of a washer was the particular thing. And you were the curious one where... It's actually, it actually becomes interesting after a while, all this horrible stuff you're
3: seeing. Yeah, showing. it's pretty nice. The smell is usually the best part of it all. It's making,
1: making the whole house smell very yes. nice and oh. mucky. Mm-hmm. I actually like that, because once yeah. I get used to it, I watch the rest of the family gagging, and I'm like Superman. It doesn't phase me at all. It's all over my face, because I can't it control. It flings in your
2: mouth, because your mouth is always
1: open. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I thought this was really fun. Mm-hmm. But today we're going to talk about dryer maintenance, right? Sounds good. I guess why don't we just start with what are some of the main things that you guys see doing repair work? Because that's what you do, right? West End Appliance. I guess we should get that out there first off. Tell us a little bit about what you do. (laughs) Scott's pointing at Joe. Joe's taking this one. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, we do in-home
4: repair of all major appliances. So your washer, dryer, refrigerator, dishwasher. Um, I'm probably missing one in there. Range, stove type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: Sounds like about all of them. Yeah, that's all of them.
4: I think it's about right. Yeah. Um, And we also do, we have a maintenance program um, where we can go in and we have some maintenance packages where we can do some preventative
1: maintenance on those appliances as well. Gotcha. So. So let's talk about dryers and some of the things you see, some of the maintenance that we could do at home to kind of get a longer life out of our stuff. Right, Betsy? Don't we want that?
2: Well, I would think so. No one wants to have to replace an appliance because it's very costly.
4: Right.
1: Especially if it's something we could have prevented. Yes.
4: So the biggest thing with dryers is uh, airflow. Um, If it has good airflow, you're going to see reduced dry times, which makes everybody happy because you can move through the laundry faster. Mm -hmm. Um, The machine is going to have a longer life um, because it's not going to build up that as much lint and stuff like that inside that wears down the components. And it's going to reduce risk of the scary dryer fires that everybody gets nervous about.
1: How big of a danger is this for real?
3: In my years of doing this... I've seen quite a few fires that were internally in the dryer. Okay. Um, and I've seen maybe one that made it outside of the dryer. But I the know the potential that this, is there. Right. The potential is there from lint backing up. And basically, what causes it is um, your dryer vent vents to the outside and it's pulling all that lint from your clothes, and it's, it's pushing that outside. Well, eventually, those dryer vents start to clog up with lint, and as they clog up, the airflow gets worse, so that lint starts to get stuck inside the dryer. It gets pushed, basically backflowed into the dryer, and then you know there's a fire source in your There's either an electric heat source or literal fire
1: that is heating um, your dryer, and then that, some of that lint catches. And you guys are seeing it actually combust yeah. sometimes right inside the dryer, and that's just one step away from a real serious issue. Right. With
4: fair regularity, honestly, just to varying degrees. Sometimes you see it where it's all over the bottom of the dryer, and you could see like they get, had a pretty good flame in there. Other times, they'll be right by where the ignition source is, and it just burns itself out um, pretty quickly.
1: And so. the homeowners weren't aware... Until you point it out, correct,
4: correct. Sometimes the reason we're out is because they're getting a burning smell from their dryer when they use it, and um, that can be one of the causes.
3: Yikes. Oh, that's scary.
4: <laughs> what am I looking
3: for? As a homeowner, most of the time, you're once it's to that point, you're not going to be able to see it. Um, you would need us to take apart your dryer to be able to show it to you. Okay. Um, Basically, you really want to just be ahead of the maintenance game, ahead of time, um, so that it basically doesn't get to that point. Um, we would suggest probably having your dryer vent cleaned out um, at least once a year. If um, so you have lots of pets, maybe every six months. Okay. Depending on right your usage of kids mm-hmm. and pets and that kind of stuff. Usage of
1: kids. Um Right. Yeah. Use, use your shovel in the driveway. Right. Use your kids yeah. to get... bringing me sandwiches. Right. Especially like the little <laughs> ones that they can get their hands in there. Yeah. Like right. Reach, they should
3: do this too. Get, right. Get yeah. your little hands in there and, and reach all that lint out. But uh, no, and and pay attention to just how much lint you're getting on your, you know, when you're cleaning your lint filter and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Make sure you're cleaning it every, every load. Um, and that will also help with airflow. And you'll also maybe notice some less dry times as your vent starts to get some uh, lint buildup in it. So if you're getting longer dry times, it's a possibility that that's building up, so you should have it definitely checked out and looked at at that point.
4: A lot, too, for the do-it-yourself installs in particular, people just hook up the flex hose venting to whatever the... Wall hookup is, mm-hmm. and they'll use way too much of it. So you get all these like loops and elbows and stuff coiled back there, and that can actually restrict airflow. So your vent might not be clogged, but you're causing a restriction um, uh,
3: by yourself. That's causing the same. Or end just result. people push their dryers back too far, and then they crush the in, the entire vent that they did. So right. you're right. only Ooh. having that a lot too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah.
2: Oh, I'm <laughs> guessing you did that.
1: Yeah, I did. That was uh-huh. a really bad day. I had a Saturday where I knew. I I had to do that because the, we had the little the plastic one mm-hmm. and it ripped I, yeah. and I could see that it was ripped. I knew it was ripped because there was a lot of lint that would fly in the air <laughs> when it and then I knew there must be a problem. Wow! And then I tracked it down and I got a metal one and I thought oh, it was smart. And I pulled the dryer out, put it all on, put it in. And I heard this little crunch sound and I pushed it a little further. And then a little bit later, I looked and yeah, I'd crushed that. So I had to do it again. Yeah, but the second time I nailed it. Uh huh. It's good work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Now, you talked about that lint trap that we all have to clean out when every time we do a load of laundry. Is it true that those things get clogged up? Is it restricting our airflow when we use dryer sheets? Because I've noticed that mine gets like
3: does it just hold water,
2: gummy. Yes,
3: yeah, totally. so that's
2: restricting airflow. So I it gotta scrub it,
3: right? So, okay. yeah, every you know, how many dryer sheets do you use? Right one,
2: really?
3: yeah, wow. Yeah, usually if you, it's if you use multiple dryer sheets, but yeah, we'll see that frequently too. You'll pull out the the thing and you'll run it under water, and water will sit on the mm-hmm. on the lint filter. And obviously, that there's lots of holes, so they shouldn't do that. So if you're that's a good test, you can do it. How at your home, just push water on it. If it's holding water, you need to get a sponge and just kind of scrub that off because those dryer um, starch. Start Yeah, well that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> about the dryer sheet that you throw in. They do tend to break down and get gummy and, and kinda just cover those holes. So and then that also will give you worse dry
1: times because
3: it's I've not sucking the air
1: that. through that. Mm-hmm. So if the dry time is slowed down. Or you've got to run. Well, I guess that's the point. You've yeah. got to run multiple loads. Sometimes right. we have to do towels three times. Yeah, that's a red flag. You have a problem. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to. So schedule
2: that your appointment now. <laughs>
1: uh, can you hang with us over the break? We got to take a break now, but I have a couple other questions. And I know there's a bird story or something that Scott. You heard tell. rumor.
2: Yeah.
1: Of- <laughs> can you guys hang with us? Yeah. All yeah. right. We'll be back in just a minute with Scott and Joe from West End Appliance. Stay tuned.
0: want to take your DIY skills up a rung. The Repco Like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM.
1: And we're back. I'm Dan Hanson. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Dan Hanson.
0: <laughs> Did you hear
1: that? Did you it guys
2: happens hear my every voice time. break
1: or is it just me? That was just you on my part. You didn't hear.
3: It. I was in my own head though, so. Okay.
4: So he
2: was Scott ignoring was you. Line, just
3: just kind of sitting there.
2: Uh-huh. Joe,
4: you didn't hear it? I heard it, but okay. only after you pointed it out. Okay
2: yeah see you would just keep your mouth
1: closed it's about to, that yeah it's hard because I well, there it goes <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're in the studio with Scott and Joe from West End Appliance. We were just talking about dryers, dryer maintenance, mm-hmm. and something I thought was interesting is the dryer sheet thing. If your lint filter actually, if you would run that underwater mm-hmm. or run water on top of that, and if it holds the water there's a, there's a, every likelihood that the Dryer sheets that you're using have actually plugged that filter, even though you can't see that it's plugged, right? Correct. And so you've got to w- scrub that out or something to get that clean.
3: Yeah, get a yep. brush or a sponge or an old toothbrush. Yeah, you go. That's a good idea. Yeah,
1: the,
2: the one it. that the kids use to clean the oh, toilet. The kids kids <laughs> don't even use those
1: toothbrushes. I had a son one Well, I had a son, I still <laughs> had a son. <laughs> really. No, but he was he was it was go to bedtime. Uh huh. And I said, you know, everybody get get their teeth brushed. And he walked away, and we had just been to the dentist and dropped some major cash to fill in cavities. And so, you know, I'm gonna really mm. clamp down. Let's—we can't do this. Or we're not eating for a couple weeks. <laughs> so, everybody, go brush your teeth. And I hear Andrew say to Caleb, "Oh, here's how you fake it." And I cornered him. You gotta be kidding me! He would just run <laughs> his toothbrush in the water and then fake uh-huh. it.
4: I don't get how, why kids fight personal hygiene. Like, I know they don't want to take baths either. Right. Baths and showers. Like,
1: you're Eventually gross. Eventually,
2: they'll get to the point where they do want to do well, and that. And then it
1: never stops. Yes. We've hit that point now where yep. the bathrooms are never open. Yeah. Anyway, talking about dryers, kind of. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's very important to get these vents cleaned out. You can have it done for you. You can do it mm-hmm. yourself. Yep. You there, guys- are
3: pro- there are products that you can buy. Um, there's a product called a lint eater that you just kind of hook to your drill and zoom it through and zoom it back out and Ooh. have some it's like thirty bucks on Amazon. Yeah. You get like twenty feet of rod so you can
1: hook up. So hmm. yeah, super easy. All right. Do you guys do any of that work, or do you... Yep. Okay, so you can do that. So if our listeners want to get somebody out there, you guys could take care of that for them. Yep, absolutely. All right. And it's important to stress that when we're talking about cleaning out ducts and all of that, we're not just talking about pulling that lint trap out and cleaning that. This is a more... Involved process. Right. You're you're venting to
3: your outside. Right.
1: Yeah.
4: And then what we do is we'll take apart the dryer as well to then clean out the components that the lint eater wouldn't get because there's a little duct work inside the dryers as well.
1: Okay. So (laughs) what other things can we do maintenance-wise to make sure that these appliances are working the way they should for as long as they possibly can?
4: Um, with dryers, again, airflow is the biggest thing. Um, there's these uh, caps on the outside of your house where um, the it vents out. And mm-hmm. we don't like to see the ones with cages, although in some circumstances they are necessary to keep birds out. Um, but the cages are just lint catchers. So if you're not on top of that, your external vent will be the blockage, and then that lint just starts building back all the way to the dryer um, because the cage catches, again, all that lint, or the screen
3: catches all the lint. Okay. So if you have a screen, you need to... Be checking it every couple of weeks to see right. if it's starting to catch lint, especially in the winter because that lint will freeze mm-hmm. and then it will just block all that airflow to the outside um, and then cause problems. And then, obviously, in the spring during like bird nesting season, mm-hmm. especially if you're on a second floor, um, birds tend to get build nest right in those, uh, right in
1: where that duck comes out. So, the ones that don't have the screens, unless the birds well, are really, really, correct. really. Tool savvy, right? Right. Well, if no, I were a bird, some I could. Birds figure it out. are
2: small, and if it's a wider. Oh, I'm small screen, too. Yeah, you I, are. Who
1: knows how I would be if I was a bird? I'd probably be an obnoxious bird.
2: <laughs> you anyway, already
1: are. I know. You have a bird story, but I don't uh, know all about it. But I've heard a little bit.
2: We've heard rumor leading up of to such this bird interview, story. Scott.
1: Right. Listen.
3: So, okay, we got a call for a dryer that was not heating, so we did our due diligence. the dryer the dryer itself was working correctly, so let's go check the venting. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you step outside, you can see a bird fly into the dryer vent. So we get our ladder, get up there, and so now we have to pull this um, nest out of this uh, dryer vent, and there were it, so many birds in there. Oh, that yeah, like I don't. have yeah. experience. You don't bring people down, Joe. <laughs>
0: there were so many birds.
3: <laughs> there was probably three or four birds. When we got up there, we birds flying. But I got to get this nest out, unfortunately. So I've never had the experience where I've had a problem. Except, I mean, this was a huge nest. So I'm reaching my hand in, pulling out all the birds' nests. We, you know, we got plastic bags just full of birds' nests. And I'm about 80% of the way through, and like my arm starts itching, but I don't think of it. And, you know, I'm straw and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff, like no big deal, whatever. And then I'm starting to feel like itching on my neck, and I'm like, "Is it?" I, you know, you get in your own head when you're right. dealing with this stuff. Yeah, I would assume I have lice. Right. Right? So basically, what happened is I looked at my arm, and uh, yeah, there are nest mites, apparently. And you can see them? Oh, yeah, you can see them. And they were all the way up my arm, up onto my <gasps> neck. I was itching Did like you- crazy off the ladder? I ran down the ladder, went into the customer's house, and said, "I apologize, but can I use your shower?" <laughs> I literally had to undress in a customer's house just to like to get them off, off my arm and my shoulder, and it was yeah, it was an experience. You can't wear those clothes again. Did you no. go home in a bath towel? No. Well, no, I went in and I had another shirt in the just van, long actually. Just a T-shirt, right? Yeah, I just got lucky. with a belt and in the and customer's
2: bathrobe. <laughs> yeah,
3: right. That's another thing is never look at my van because Joe calls it the van of... Uh, requirements. Van of requirements. Because whatever Senior you Potter need, reference. somehow yeah. my van will just have it. So my Ooh. van just had an extra shirt in it because I never take anything out of my van. Yeah. Just because oh. you never know when you're going to need it. Right. So if I need some random part that I should never have... Or an article of clothing. For or an article of clothing. It's in that van.
1: Well, the other day I had, I don't know where, I guess it was water from melting snow collecting on my little floor mat in the car. And it, it there was a lot of it. It really surprised oh, me how much yeah. there was. Mm-hmm. There's quite a little puddle collected there. Yeah, and couldn't I couldn't figure to out what you were up. doing. <laughs> and I was trying to think, what do I mop this up with? I'm trying to scoop it out. And then I realized I've got a whole bunch of socks from... <laughs> I don't even know why I have those. I mopped it all up with all the socks. <laughs> Put them in the wash. It's so oh, gross. Somebody's going to clean those eventually. Did
3: yeah. you burn your shirt? I don't know. I probably just washed it. It's still
1: it. in the van. <laughs> You're right. going to get that out someday and right? forget about <laughs> I it. Probably
3: yeah. have, right, I probably have nest mites hanging out. They're just, they've repurposed <laughs> the themselves van in my, in my van. Oh, that is I so gross. Yeah, it was, yeah, was a... Uh, Joe Did Just you give the customer a
1: discount? Did you clean up the shower when you were done? Well, I feel like I should charge this customer more for
3: being <laughs> quite an experience. for being accosted by. It That's was the true. one time that Joe was very happy that he was not the one that got on the ladder. So now I gotta like think about like you know plastic bagging stuff instead of just reaching my hand in like an idiot. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, so really you would have, have to wear a suit or something, right? I mean, but it's just a nest. You just pull it out, right. and Call it a day. Well, I do so gross places.
4: We had, we an a dishwasher. It was covered with uh, with mouse feces. It was really gross. They had nested in the insulation. Did you put <gasps> this on your Facebook page recently? Probably yes. Yes, I, took I saw video. this. Yes.
1: <laughs> so this is a recent thing.
4: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, and we're, we're putting it in the because we're installing a new dishwasher. So we put the old one in in the old the new dishwasher box, and he just starts sticking his hand in the insulation, like tucking the insulation in
3: the box. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm trying to make it so the insulation doesn't fly in our face as we're carrying this out. But there's like plastic taut bags, taut bags taut. laying around, and but he just goes in there barehanded. He did He did look at me and go, I have a plastic bag that you can do that with. And I went, that's probably a good call.
1: That was definitely... Oh, that was when you knew there was already mouse? Yeah. We're going to have to burn your microphone. You know that now.
3: I know. So it was an experience. Yeah, it was pretty gross.
2: No, wait, you were just talking about how don't have Not the trap things. To. What about... Mice, it can, because my lint trap outside is very near to the ground. If there's okay. not something blocking it, What's keeping the mice from jumping in? And- well,
3: I mean, it's kind of something, blocking. you have louver... They basically have the louvers, the little three louvers. is probably okay. my favorite one, where right. the, just the three will open, and then when your dryer's off, um, okay. off they shut. We don't generally see a mice problem in dryers. Maybe once a year, Well, I've seen a couple chipmunks. Yeah, chipmunks sometimes.
2: That wouldn't surprise me, because they are everywhere, and they love being in that area, right where my yeah, dryer vents.
3: I've seen a couple chipmunks get caught in dryer vents, and then... Um, how do you get those out? barehanded them. Well, most I of the time, by the time we, ice cream we by the time we see them, it's oh, it's the call porps. of. I have a weird smell from my dryer, <laughs> so we tear apart the dryer and then you find right. the. Uh, most of the time, I'm assuming that they just run in and will run out. Okay, and not but I've you. had one that got stuck and. He didn't mm-hmm. make it. I've but seen him. Was he a chubby one? <laughs> he might have been. <laughs> he might have been before oh, I found oh, him. Oh, when you found <laughs> him, he <was> much
1: thinner, <laughs> he was much thinner, right? drier. Uh huh. All right. So there's a lot of different things that we can look for. We should definitely get outside, even now. Yeah. Today, make Absolutely. sure that that vent is open. If you see birds' nests in there, don't just grab them up with bare hands.
2: No, make right? sure you're wearing gloves yeah. and a long t shirt that you
1: want to burn mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah. And we're going to get you some plastic gloves. It's a good yeah. idea. Just a that gift from they the They Repo- go up to your elbows. Yeah. Well, go up to the shoulders. Great we'll get these. those veterinarian gloves. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> That'll be, be useful in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. Scott and Joe, if our listeners want to get in touch with you guys and get you out to look at some of the appliance issues that they've got going on at home, how's the best way to do that?
4: Um, you can call our office, tag us on Facebook, send us an email, westendappliance.gmail.com. If we gave them our
3: phone number, they could probably call our, uh, it probably our make office it easier. easier.
4: Yeah, so that's 616-791-7585. And did
3: you say tag us on Facebook? I don't know what is. It? I don't have Facebook. I don't even know. I know because Do you tag people. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think You'd it's a. Th- I think it's a thing, but like it never happens that we contact anybody that way. Well, you could. So, There's a
1: lot of people logged and waiting for answers. Maybe <laughs> I would Possibly. check out your Facebook page. Well, you can right. check
3: out our Facebook page if you want to see some cool pictures of mice stuff. You could send a web or web submission to our website. There you go. A web you submission go. to our website. Or calling the office is probably the best and most efficient way. <laughs> That'd be best.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, we got like the old-fashioned way. Right? <laughs> to get in touch yeah. and check out their Facebook page because yes. I did see that the dishwasher, dishwasher and the that was gross. I would never have touched that with my bare hands. By the way.
3: You know what? It was just... Oh, it was a lapse in judgment. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's true. That's all right. I washed very thoroughly before yeah. I touched anything. That's fine. We'll toss your mic when you're done. Yeah. Scott and Joe, thanks for being here. Thank you.
2: Now, after a short break and we burn Scott's mic, <laughs> Exactly. we're going to talk about tongue oil. And I don't mean the kind of tongue that's in your mouth. Stay tuned.
0: want to take your diy skills up a rung the repco light home improvement show is here to give you a boost on news radio wood 1300 and 106.9 fm well betsy we're going to talk about tongue
1: oil
2: yes that is the
1: plan and when i was little Mm -hmm. i will make this as brief as possible okay when i was little i mentioned how my mom did all kinds of furniture refinishing Mm -hmm. and her go-to coating good or bad yep was tongue oil. And when I was little, she would talk about it. And I was so confused and so repulsed by the very idea because I assumed it was literally tongue oil. I didn't know if it was coming from animal tongues, Or people tongues. I could only imagine the harvesting process. (laughs) It was a really gross thing. I envisioned mom licking the table and somehow when it dried, it was a hard, shiny coating, which grossed me out a lot, too.
2: That is so disgusting. Yes,
1: I know. And then eventually I decided I'm going to read the can and I saw it was spelled wrong.
2: You had a very interesting and creative mind as a child, didn't you? Let's just
1: say it that way. Yeah.
2: But it was confusing. <laughs> well, it's confusing to a lot of people. It's a really popular thing in the world of woodworking. And let's face it, there are some very strong opinions when it comes to any finish. clear code. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's yeah, all if,
1: over the board. If you go and search... What is the best finish for? Whatever. Yeah. you're going Go find, read
2: some forums. Yeah,
1: you're <laughs> going to find people who will say, oh, ABC coating, you know, whatever that yep. is. You pick one. That is the best. It's like steel. Yep. The next person is going to say, you're so
2: stupid. Yeah. You don't know
1: anything. Right. That product is garbage. Yep. There is so much confusion out there. So yes. we're going to try to clear up some of that with coatings throughout right. this year. Yep. And we're starting with tongue oil. Just because it is popular, and a lot of people on the internet really recommend it for almost everything.
2: Yeah, amazingly a lot of stuff.
1: You name it, it gets used as a recommendation, and a lot of that is really bad information. So, let's start with what it basically is. And and I guess, first off, the confusion starts right away, because tongue oil is a term that's used to reference... Uh, basically about three different types of products. Yeah. So first off, there's 100% tongue oil.
2: Yeah, or pure tongue oil. Pure tongue
1: oil. Yep. Another thing that's called tongue oil is basically an oil varnish blend.
2: Yeah, you know, sometimes it says tongue oil varnish, sometimes it doesn't. You have to read the can very carefully wow. to find out.
1: Yes, you need to read through all of this and figure out exactly yep. what you've got. The third type is something called a tongue oil finish, which is basically a wiping varnish. Sometimes it doesn't have tongue oil in the name, sometimes it does. There's right. a very famous one...
2: That has tongue oil in that the name. That has
1: tongue oil in the name, that yep. actually doesn't have any tongue oil in it at all. And
2: that's the crazy part, that you can put that on a can And it doesn't even contain that particular. I'm not sure if
1: it's because it's used as this blanket term for a hand rubbed finish, or not exactly sure why. there's that's where the confusion. So much confusion, but yes, that's the confusion. So before we dig into what each one of those three different types of. I guess I'm making the air quote tongue (laughs) oil. No one can see you. Let's talk about tongue oil in general. It's a natural oil that's extracted from the nut of the tongue tree.
2: Yep. It's actually been around at least 2,500 years. There's actually um, a writing from Confucius back 500 B.C. where he talks about tongue oil. So this is something that has been around forever. Yeah, it's
1: definitely old school. (laughs) I would say so. That's tongue oil. Now let's talk about 100% pure tongue oil. Mm-hmm. What is that and how does it work? Well, it's an oil that's rubbed into wood, yeah. and it's rarely used by DIYers.
2: Well, that's because it's so labor-intensive. You have to wait like seven days so
1: in between, weight, right? Forty-eight hours to a week. It yeah. depends on who you talk to and exactly the situation, right? But you rub this oil on, yep. and you let it sit for a little bit, yes, and then you a long wipe, little bit. <laughs> well, well, then you wipe it oh, off. Yes, then you you've wipe gotta up. get any excess off. Yeah, that's because the other it trick won't to harden it. if mm-hmm. you leave too much on. It will actually just wrinkle and get kind of gummy. Yes. So you wipe it off, Mm -hmm. and then you come back a few hours later, and any more that has risen to the surface, you wipe Wipe that off. again. And then you let it sit for 48 hours to a week, do some sanding, and do that again. And you get to apply five to seven coats. coats. (laughs) So yeah, sometime next June, you'll be wrapping this up. Yeah. So that's 100% tongue oil. It's a long process. And that's why it's typically not used by DIYers.
2: Right. Then you come to the tongue oil varnish blends. mm -hmm. And those are, I
1: would say, a little bit more
2: popular. You see them quite a bit more out
1: there. That's what we used on our chair that we talked about in the very first segment.
2: Yep. It's not nearly as complicated to use. Um, It has some other resins and things put into it. Quite often it has some sort of thinners put into it. So it's not pure tongue oil. It allows it to dry faster. So you're looking at about, I think the one that we have is like four to six hours, something Mm -hmm. like that. You still want to make sure that you're not piling it on there and seeing it sitting on the surface. Right. It's an
1: oil mixed with a varnish. So you still apply it. Mm -hmm. You wipe off any excess after a little bit. Right. But what you get from this is quicker build. Yes. You don't need seven coats. And you don't need to wait up to a week in between. Right.
2: Two to three coats should get you there. And it's going to give you a fairly dull, like a matte to a
1: satin finish. So really nice looking. Right. The last one is a tongue oil finish. Yep. It's a wiping varnish, basically. It's sometimes called tongue oil, but... It really isn't. It's basically just a varnish that's thinned out with mineral spirits. Mm -hmm. It's applied with a rag. It gives you more durability than the other products, but it's actually quite a bit different. So those are the basics. Yes. You want to know what you're using because each one of them has very different application techniques. Yeah, For sure, between the varnish. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wipe any excess off. You just apply it and let it dry. The other stuff, you definitely need to wipe the excess off. Right. Now, tongue oil, as we said at the beginning, is recommended all over the internet for all kinds of things. But where is it good? Where is it terrible? And the first thing you need to do is figure out which one you've got and yes. which one you're talking about.
2: Well, yes, because depending on which one you're talking about, you only want to use them in certain places and you're going to get very different results and they are very different products. So generally, you only want to use tongue oil in a place where it's going to get very minimal wear and tear. You don't want to use it on your dining room table. You don't want to use it on your favorite rocking chair or
1: your floor Right. You don't want to use it on your deck. There's no. so many better products out there for things like that. Yes. Tung oil is great if you need something that doesn't need much durability. You mm-hmm. want that flat or a very matte hand-rubbed yep. look. Yep. It's going to get no use at all, really. It's no. just something to look at. Yep. It's great. It gives a very old authentic look, richens up the wood. It looks beautiful, but it's not something we're going to be sitting in and putting our dirty little grubby hands all over.
2: Right. Just think of it this way. Um, We've had 2,500 years of technology that has come about. Why would you go to something that is that old when you could actually have something that might be a little bit better? Right.
1: There are certain instances. There are instances. But in most cases, a polyurethane is probably the way to go. RepcoLite makes MiraPoly. It's an oil-based polyurethane. We also make MiraClear, which is a water-based version. Either one of those are likely going to be great for any interior wood finishing project that you're working on. Yeah. Basically, know your options. Don't just go with the first thing that you get on Google. Mm -hmm. Don't just go with the first forum that you check. Yep. Stop in at any Repco Lighter Port City Paint store. Tell us what you're working on. We'll help you figure out which clear coat's right for you. And Betsy, that's it. That's all the time we've got. In fact, we've probably used up more than we had.
2: Yes, we always do.
1: (laughs) But if you want to listen to this episode again, you just head to RepcoLite.com and check out our archives.
2: And if you are looking for some tongue oil or some polyurethane, we can help you with that. RepcoLite and Port City Paint stores are open until three today.
1: That's right. I'm Dan
2: Hanson. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy.
1: And we'll help you know exactly what to do the next time you fish a bird nest out of your dryer vent and find yourself covered head to toe with bird mites.
2: So you don't have to ask the neighbor for the shower
1: well i would not shower in my own home they (laughs) might get on my towels (laughs) thanks for listening